Hello and welcome to Supergroup, a podcast where I talk to local songwriters and musicians about the artists that have influenced their music, and together we build the guest's very own supergroup. My guest chooses a drummer, a bass player, a rhythm guitarist or keyboardist, a lead guitar, and then finally a singer to duet with. I am your host, Neil King, and today's guest is local singer-songwriter Eugene Wilson. Hi, Eugene. Welcome to the podcast. Hi there. Thank you, and thanks for having me as well. Very welcome. How are you? Uh, not so bad, yeah. yeah. Thank you for joining us today. We're going to build your dream supergroup. Now, before we do that, we're going to talk about your influences, but I'd like to start with your kind of songwriting and your own music, really. So... You're a scouser. There's no getting away from that. Oh there? yes, yeah, yes. proud scouser. Oh yeah. yes, never forget, <laughs> never forget your roots. Exactly. Um, so growing up in Liverpool, then it must have been so influential on you, you know, with regards to music. How aware of, were you of the history and the importance of music in the city? Quite aware, to be honest yeah. with you. I mean, I've got many brothers. Always music getting played in the house. Musicians as well. Yeah. Always sneaking into the. We have we had two a living room and a front room. And so sneaking into the front room when my brother was in there with his friends and they were playing music and they didn't see me sneaking in, but I was having a little listen to what they were playing and there was the likes of uh, Black Sabbath was getting played oh, and yeah, things wow. like that, yeah, yeah and yeah. Paranoid and, yeah, oh yeah, and yeah. I, was, I was getting into a bit of that as well. And the Rolling Stones, and, yeah. and but then they found me and then they kicked me out. <laughs> <laughs> so did your brothers play music then, actually, um, instruments? Yeah, uh, they did. A couple of brothers played and played guitar and they uh, had a wee dabble with bands and stuff and that, right. whatever. Didn't do anything, anything in the lines of songwriting. Sister sung as well. So that was a bit of it. But I sort of like come into it late, despite the fact that there was that music was always there in our family. Yeah. So when did you pick up the guitar then? Well, um, I, I had a couple of goes of their guitar and up until I got told off. Yeah. And then uh, and I waited for them to go out and I was having a little <laughs> practice of that. But then seriously, sort of like, I started writing lyrics and, and poems and stuff and that whatever. And because uh, my daughter was seriously ill and I lost yeah. my daughter to leukemia mm-hmm. in uh, 2005. So I started writing all these things while she was ill and, and after she, uh, we lost her. And then my other two kids bought me a guitar, and that was a stag guitar. The strings on that were just unbelievable, like wire cheese yeah. cutter, you know. <laughs> so anyway, so I had a go with that, and I, I went into it like really serious then, mm-hmm. and sort of like, and all those words that I had written, uh, I started putting music to it as well. Yeah. Is that when you first learned the guitar? I would probably say yeah, see, oh, wow. yeah, okay. seriously, probably. I would say without being clever, self-taught as well. Yeah. So you are a late learner then, really, for the guitar. Yeah, I regret a wee bit when I was younger and those instruments were sitting in the house yeah. when we were in Liverpool that I didn't play something. But I mean, when I started learning, when I got this guitar, I was playing so many songs and it didn't sound like anything. And then all of a sudden, I played one song and it sounded like, and I went, yes. "Whoa, yes, hooray!" Yeah. And I'd finally sort of cracked it. There's that moment, isn't there, when you're learning and you, it suddenly makes sense, you know, changing yeah. between chords and things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I never, ever thought it was something that I could do yeah. as well. I mean, my brother, my younger brother, he was in quite a lot of bands as well and played with some, like, big people as well. You know, he toured with a big country. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Wow. He also, um, there was a, went on tour with Mary Wilson as well. I mean, people yeah. might n- remember Mary Wilson, yeah. but she had a big beehive sort of thing. Yeah. And that's the lady, quite famous, yeah. And they did a few of their own songs. But I just, I, as you say, I did get into it quite late. You've always been interested in music then. So when did you say you moved to the Isle of Man? Came to the Isle of Man in 1994. And at that time, 
did you go to any gigs or anything? Did you kind of take in the music scene? Or... Yeah, I did. I took a few gigs in and I went to, I went to Bushies when that was yeah. there. Mm-hmm. But I went to one place and it was my, actually was my favourite pub. They've turned it into offices now and I was gutted when they did it. And it was, it was the corner house. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I remember the story was because I walked, I got to the door and the bouncer said to me, he says, you're going to have to pay to come in, mate. He said, it's a, I think it was about three or four pounds. And I said... I'm not paying three or four pounds coming to a pub. He went, he said, the band do run are really good. So at Liverpool Humour, I said, well, if they're no good, can I come back for me three or four pounds? <laughs> so he just laughed at me. I went in there and they, who was playing? Gasp. Oh, yes. They're yeah. great, aren't they? Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. And so I got, I got into that sort of scene then yeah. when the, the likes of them were playing. Wow. Yeah. Steve Parry. Um, yeah. He's one of my heroes when I was a kid. Oh, yeah, God. So you know, talented. Yeah. Really good. Fantastic. His voice is fantastic as well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, great. Well, that's a good band to, to give you the first impression of the Manx scene, actually. Oh, God, yeah. There was, wasn't many better than that, to be fair. <laughs> well, so I was told, yeah. yeah. So with regards to kind of performing then, um, you do a lot of open mic nights and charity nights as well, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah. tell us a bit more about that. Yeah, we do a lot of, well, I do a lot of fundraising for Anthony Nolan, which is the charity for my daughter done a couple of marathons and things like that but when it comes to the music yeah we've had band nights and things like that and fundraised in that way as well we run a, a yearly event as well which you know yourself you've played that yeah. as well it called the guitarathon but what it's about is like my open mics not just about the highest level it's about encouraging the ones who are get up there with the ones yeah. who are in the bedrooms and yeah, try and yeah. encourage them yeah. and get there as well it sounds a bit corny and that whatever but i love seeing them grow as well yeah. and i've seen people grow from i mean take for instance as a guy who's been coming for about three years he came really nervous just recently played down at the Erin Art centre oh, really? with uh, John Gregory his name's Adrian Cowan yeah. and I hope he doesn't mind me mentioning him and that whatever but it's fantastic to yeah, see that happening to grow from that period of being really nervous in the cat with no tail yeah. and then all of a sudden he's on the stage there and people are paying to see him so You've recorded a few songs then as well. Have you yes. spent some time in the studio? Before? Yeah, I mean, I went into the studio on the recommendation of it. See, there was a, a little duo. They came along uh, called the Tads, and you may have heard of them. Oh, yeah. And those two guys, and now they've, they're a full band, and yeah. they're recording as well. But they told me about Jippo. Yes. Um, so I went down to see Jippo and had a chat with him. And so I recorded a couple of songs, yeah. I mean, I've only managed to record six of my songs, not yeah. bother, but I've got more than that floating around yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but Jippo keeps on saying to me, come back in and finish the album yeah. off, and yeah. I will do when I get the time. Yeah. With regard to performing your own songs then, when did you first perform? I started performing my own songs at some of the open mics, and whatever. Mm. I was like, I plucked up the courage, I was playing covers, and whatever. Yeah. But to be honest with you, Neil, I don't play covers that well. <laughs> <laughs> and I was more writing at home and practicing my own songs and that yeah. other so when everybody does say that to me he said you play your own stuff don't you and i've got a really good friend ian thompson and he always says to me you're so brave playing your own songs yeah. when you're out in public and i do that as well but i've sort of like encouraged him and i said why don't you put one of your own songs into yeah. your set because he plays a lot of covers and that does, other yeah. yeah and just recently when i've been to see him there seems to be more of his own stuff yeah. climbing into mm-hmm. there as well, which is fantastic yeah. because that's how the public going to get to know it otherwise. Yeah. Okay, so that's your recording side there. What we're going to do now, before we go through your supergroup and talk a bit more about your influences, we're going to play a little clip of one of your songs. So what's the first song you'd like us to play? First song is called You Can't Hate Me No More. Mm-hmm. So the story about it is it's about somebody being in a, 
in a situation and they feel there's no way out. The only way out is for that person to help themselves. And that's what it's about. Yeah. You know, you can take all the advice off everybody else and that one other, but you can you can actually have the strength to get yourself out of that. Okay, okay let's have a listen. I can taste the tears in my eyes. I can't see where I am I have so much inside and it's called fear Pain I'm told and it will subside You can't hurt me no more You can't hurt me no more Closed your door Cause I closed your door Okay, that was You Can't Hurt Me No More by Eugene Wilson and I believe that featured Katie Lawrence on violin as well yes it did yeah and she very kindly aid on that as well yeah. yeah and so amazingly so talented as well she's great she? yeah fantastic so before we build your dream supergroup let's talk a bit more about your early influences um, then so what bands were playing in the house when you were growing up well as I've already said there was a bit of heavy stuff mm. Black Sabbath and things like that a lot of Rolling Stones as yeah. well weirdly enough I still remember it there was a Neil Young album there, so a lot of that stuff as well. A few Bob Dylan albums, but yeah. I couldn't get into Bob Dylan okay, then. Yeah. I was, too, I think I was too young for yeah. that. My sort of like era was a lot, there was a lot of sort of like early sort of like Thin Lizzy and but uh, tipping into a bit of punk as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, rebellious stuff as well. Uh, yeah. And I don't think... Uh, my mum, who everyone calls Mama, which is like is people who know me is like a Burmese tradition that everybody calls a Mama, yeah. and that's the Burmese tradition. You don't call them your mum; you call them Mama, and stuff like that. so that's what happens. She wasn't overly enthused about me being involved <laughs> with punk because I had hair colour everything under the sun. Oh wow! Did you go for it then? Oh yes, yeah. I had. I went from red and then fire flame red. It was called. I always remember the colours, and then I had uh, peacock blue. Then I decided to uh, get my hair shaved on one side and then on the other <laughs> side that was just growing there oh it was a lot of crazy things going on yeah brilliant yeah <laughs> a lot of rebellion going on wow okay did you get any music from from your your parents or is it your brothers and uh mostly yeah. mostly brothers and yeah. like and there was always um there was never ever silence in our house yeah. uh, the record play was there and we used to fight mm-hmm. uh, to sort of like play our own records yeah. and stuff and if not there was always a radio on as well yeah now we messaged before and i said I was looking forward to a Scouser being on, but you don't like the Beatles, do you? It's weird, you know. I mean, I don't dislike them, yeah. but I don't play any of their songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And every time I'm out performing, people say to me, oh, you must know, play yeah, the Beatles, play yeah. the Beatles like that. And I said, I don't know any. <laughs> and I must have to tr- I must really try and yeah, learn. Yeah. You know, it's a, uh, no, they sort of like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's There's loads of Beatles albums in the house when yeah. uh, when I was younger. Yeah. You know, the White Album was there mm-hmm. and all the Abbey Road was there, And all of them yeah. were there. I wasn't a great lover of them. Yeah. No, I mean, I went to see uh, The Police at Liverpool oh, Empire yes. and there was only a, th- a quarter full. So there was about maybe about 
260 hours or something like that. I don't I think it was there wasn't a lot. So we all went down the front of it and uh, and they played their album Outlanders the More. That was their first ever yeah. album. And because they didn't have enough songs for their set, they played it twice. And that was it. <laughs> yeah, it was, and it was, it was it, they were amazing. Wow, they must have took off pretty soon after that. That yeah. was a huge oh, album, wasn't it? Yes, yeah. yeah. Amazing, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I seen their reunion uh, tour actually maybe around 2006 around there and they were absolutely fantastic i knew they'd be good but they were absolutely brilliant yeah. you know when a band just comes out and hits you and you know considering they don't like each other you i know guess from, Unreal, the, from the sound it? they were making but they're yeah. all just such, such great musicians aren't yeah. they yeah very talented yeah well let's start building your dream supergroup then okay, okay. so we're going to start on the drums so oh. who you've, who have you got on the drums and why I went, I was thinking of, I'll be truthful and honest with you, I thought about Keith Moon because yeah. I like, I like his madness. Yeah. I like his face and I just know, I know he's not here anymore, but I just like, I love that madness mm-hmm. and that energy about him. But I went for a drummer who is still here, uh, Taylor Hawkins. Okay, and yeah. Taylor Hawkins is drummer in the Foo Fighters. Mm-hmm. Seen the Foo Fighters live many occasions and also went to a concert when Dave Grohl was, he, he broke his leg, didn't he? Oh, yeah. And then we went to the bowl and they set up this big runway and he was on an electric, uh, in an electric wheelchair. <laughs> it was unreal, absolutely unreal. And he, he stood up for halfway through it and then played guitar and yeah. then had to sit back down in his electric wheelchair. It was crazy. But Brilliant. the drummer, he's just amazing, he's the, the energy out of mm. him. And it doesn't, it doesn't matter... What weather it is and that whatever, he never wears a shirt. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Never wears yeah. a shirt. It was just like, and you can see why, because they, they, he must, I don't know, lose a stone in yeah. weight just through the energy he puts into it. Definitely. He's quite a good singer as well. He sings a few, one or two, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Well, yeah. Yeah, 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 he does. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. he does do a yeah. bit of vocals on it. But Foo Fighters are just like yeah. something else. I just like, I just love that music. Yeah. And because Dave Grohl was a drummer, he would only recruit a really good drummer, wouldn't he? Yeah. You, you, you know, you wouldn't. Yeah. Uh, you wouldn't just get anyone in if because that's his instrument, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay. Big time. So Taylor Hawkins, on the drums, and let's complete the rhythm section then. So tell us about your bass player. Oh, bass player, without a doubt, dead simple, Phil Linner, all day long. And can I tell you a story about Phil Linner? Please do. Bass player for Thin Lizzy, obviously. Unfortunately, he died quite early, at the age of about 36. And, and, well, I do actually know. And he died around about 86, it was. But Liverpool Empire, we managed to get into the Empire. We didn't have no tickets, by the way. So forget that bit. But we got in. And so when we went in, we were sort of like milling around. But when we got in, I ended up, weirdly enough, how it happened, um, no one knows. But I ended up on stage with Phil Linner. <laughs> and I was at the side... Wow. And Phil Linnett was playing, the boys are back in town, and I was dancing away, and then all of a sudden a bouncer lifted me up in the air and then threw me out. Yeah. But that isn't the end of the story. Threw me out of the stage door, and all these groupies were all there waiting out there, and they all cheered me as if I was some <laughs> rock star. So I just took the applause, didn't I? Exactly, you got it, haven't you? <laughs> yeah. So I actually was on stage yeah. with Phil Linnett. Wow. Yeah, they're a great band, aren't they? Well, yeah. amazing, absolutely yeah. amazing. Love, loved it and their songs, and still listen to them yeah. now as well. Yeah, what a pioneer as well he was, wasn't he? Yeah, and um, yeah, watched a really good documentary about uh, him actually. Um, yeah, really, uh, kind of tough life, didn't he? But, oh, um, yeah, he yeah. did. Yeah, yeah, but sort of like, but the music 
fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And what a performer as well. Yeah. yeah. Oh God, yeah. Yeah. And you don't get many bass players lead singer as well. So it's, it's, no. Uh, yeah. 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 And you know, and sort of like, and even that bass playing, that bass playing was almost like it was almost like a bit of a lead guitar yeah. that was going, yeah, yeah, wasn't yeah. it? There. Yeah. You know the way he played it because he used the plectrum, didn't he? As yeah. well. Yeah. So that's our rhythm section. We've got um, Taylor Hawkins on drums and Phil Linnett on bass guitar. So let's hear another one of your songs then. What's the next song you're going to play for us? Next song I've got is called Driving Forward. Mm-hmm. Started knocking a few chords out one morning, and as you do, and sort of like in, in the bedroom, and and all of a sudden this song started growing. And I put this song together in the space of sort of like about 10 minutes. And it was it's crazy because uh, I, really, I really like it and I still like it. And you'll know this by performing songs, Neil, when you sort of like think... Oh, I like this song, but you know what? I'm a bit tired of it. Yeah, yeah. Without being sort of like self-righteous, I don't grow tired of this yeah. song. And it's about chasing your own dreams as well. So driving forward and and moving it, and so and it's a very similar ethos to it. Sort of like if you want something, and it's you need to drive it forward, and you need to carry your own dreams, and then they'll become reality then as well. Okay, let's hear it. Driving forward into the night. Caught your eyes in my headlight It's time to believe in myself Wasting and waiting Now assert yourself Drive it forward Move it on Drive it forward Move it on and on and on Okay, that was Driving Forward by Eugene Wilson. We're back with Eugene now. We talked about his music growing up in the house. We've picked his rhythm section as well. Before we go on with the band, I'd like to talk about the musical influences from your teen years, early 20s. It's kind of the music you discovered yourself, really. Yeah. So who were those bands you were into? I would say a lot of it sort of like moved on from the punk era mm-hmm. where we were looking at, I mean, I went to see bands live. I saw The Clash, mm-hmm. I saw The Damned, The Ruts. The punk scene in Liverpool was big and yeah. a lot of them were playing in the old cavern as well. Really? Yeah, they were playing down there and we would go there and it was pennies to go in as well. But you got in trouble. Well, I did anyway, coming home late. <laughs> So, from the mother and father. Yeah. <laughs> but I still had to go there and see yeah. them. Yeah. But then we moved on a little bit and went into sort of like a bit of heavy rock and sort of as in from moved from a bit of Thin Lizzy to a bit of Deep Purple. And then from Deep Purple, Richie Blackmore, he yeah. formed Rainbow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we went into a bit of that as well. Some people were sort of like went heavier. They, I don't know. It's just like they, I wouldn't say status quo were heavy and that whatever, but a lot of people were into that as yeah. well. But that's, yeah, a lot of that stuff, they, they started going into Led Zeppelin, okay. you know, and a lot of that stuff and even sort of like average white band and yeah. stuff like that. But I, that wasn't for me that. It was just, I just thought it was just a, I stuck with Thin Lizzy and yeah. because it was just like, it was something that I was passionate about that. Do you remember the first album you bought then for yourself? First album, oh my days, this is bad. <laughs> first album. Don't be ashamed. Was, was actually Leo Sayer. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. I wasn't expecting that. Oh, exactly. <laughs> I, I went to see Leo Sayer live in the Liverpool Empire as well. Brilliant. Yeah, it was a, it was a superb concert and yeah. loads of energy from him and everything in that movie, yeah. But no, oh, 
bizarre. But yeah, so when we went to see him, said, oh yeah, I'm not going to have to get that album. So Leo Sayer had more people at his concert than the police did. The oh, Empire. yes, he did. Yeah, that's yeah, crazy, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. My first ever single I bought, yeah. though, was Ballpark Incident by, um, oh my God, who was that? That was uh, Wizard. Okay, yeah. right. Yeah, by Wizard, yeah. yeah. Leo Sayer, I, I wasn't know. expecting that. Exactly. That's <laughs> terrible, isn't You're it? You're me off now. Yeah. <laughs> awesome, okay. So the, that kind of leads us on, actually. So I was going to ask you about your guilty pleasure. Yeah. Um, so if you can top Leo, I'll be very impressed. This is kind of a band who you're not ashamed to like, but, you know, they're not yeah. not particularly cool, but you absolutely love them. So do you have a guilty pleasure band or artist? Know. It's just like, I mean, I was, I did like Human League, but I have to oh, also yeah. admit as well, I like Wham as well. Oh, God, that's, that's fine. Yeah. 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 And but a lot of people, believe it or not, they used to say to me, oh, my God, used to take me for being Andrew Ridgely. Really? Wow. Honestly, yeah. Used to get stopped and that one of them. It's like, it was ridiculous and it was that. But but I didn't like them because of that. I liked them because of the music yeah. as well. Oh, great songs, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. Brilliant songwriters, yeah. yeah. And the Human League of Britain. They've got a great catalogue of songs as oh, well. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. I think your guilty pleasures are my favourite from what you <laughs> said so far. I'm a cheesy kind of guy, aren't I? <laughs> okay, so let's get back to the supergroup. We're going to complete the musical section here. So we're going to have, you can have a keyboard or rhythm guitarist, one or the other. So who are you going to go for? Uh, well, I've got rhythm guitarist and stroke. It would be vocals as well. Okay. Uh, another massive hero of mine, Gary Lightbody from Snow Patrol. Oh, right. Been following them for since even they were become massive. Seen them so many times as well. I never tired of them, and I am very guilty of playing a lot of their yeah. songs as well. Yeah, they're nice to play though those songs, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, they yeah. work well. Yeah, acoustic and broken down. Oh god, yeah. yeah. Gary Lightbody there on rhythm guitar, and we're going to go for a lead guitar then. So who are you going to? go for for the lead guitar well i know you said the rules where you couldn't have them from the same bands yeah so basically to stick to the rules i had to go to somebody who i love the riffs i love the the way some of the tunes that they belt out as well and his name's david kooning he's the lead guitarist in the killers the story behind him though is that in the they've just gone on another tour they got back together and they've gone on another tour and he, he walked away this year from the band and he said he wanted to spend more time with his son yeah he me thinking about mr brightside and yeah, those yeah. belting tunes you know riffs, yeah. yeah it's just like you just hear that riff and you're just like you're bouncing aren't you yeah so uh david cooning he's in the band so who would you have had then if the rule wasn't for uh i would have gone band? for i was torn between two and it's from thin lizzy so okay. scott gorham and gary moore so i was okay. torn between them two yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. okay but i'm I th- I think I don't think Gary Moore's still alive. I don't if I'm not mistaken. No, I think yeah, I remember him yeah. dying. I think yeah. yeah, yeah. But those two and yeah, would have yeah. definitely gone for them. Awesome. Okay, so we're going to hear your third and final song. So what would you like to play for your last song? It couldn't be anything else. It'd have to be, it's got to be Mama's song. And a lot of people, weirdly enough, they know it now and they join in and sing it. And that Mama's song was inspired by all the advice our mums give us but all the advice that we choose to ignore because you know what? We know better and we are cleverer than our mums not. Yeah, so, yeah, and that's, and that's what was inspired by it. Brilliant. Okay, let's have a listen. Mama said choose your friends oh so carefully And if you choose them well then they all live happily And it goes love
said you'll suffer later on when you're gonna get old. And it goes la 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 la. Okay, that was Mama's song by Eugene Wilson. So now I'd like to talk about your favourite songwriters. Okay. So who do you hold up there in, in high esteem songwriting-wise? I'd have to say Phil Linnett, Gary Lightbody, because they were the heart and soul. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Phil Linnett was of uh, Thin Lizzy. Gary Lightbody, yeah. And he's been through a few troubles of his own and that yeah. whatever. But I, I really do like the songs that Passenger writes as well. Okay. I like um, the down-to-earthness of him as well. Yeah. Probably a bit of influence from there. But I also like Frank Turner as well. I like Frank Turner because he was in a punk band as well and then he went out on his own yeah. and he's still got that energy as well mm-hmm. and he still blasts that out. Yeah. I went here in the Alaman to see him in the villa and sadly there was only about maybe about 200 people in there oh, really? as well but it was amazing, Yeah, superb. So if you had to choose one to write a song with, who would you pick? Whoa, I don't know, that'd be tough. I think I'd probably lean towards Gary Lightbody more yeah. than likely. Okay. That's your songwriter then. Now we've come to the end of the band, so you have to pick a lead singer to duet with. First of all, before you tell us who's won that place, tell right. us tell us a few near misses. Near misses, yeah. Well, near miss would be Gary Lightbody, yep. 100%. Ben Howard probably couldn't sing with him anyway because it's <laughs> like he's so eclectic and yeah. sort of like an up and down in the scales and whatever. But I, mean, I love his music. Yeah. The person I've chose is um, Tom Smith and he's in The okay. Editors. Okay. Great voice, plays guitar as well, also plays piano, very, very talented and whatever. If you look him up on YouTube and you'll see him doing some sessions, just the live acoustic sessions, oh, he's just amazing, absolutely fantastic. I've seen him play a couple of times as well. Well, he's in the band and that's your band complete. Okay, so you've got your band together and I'm going to offer you a one-off gig with your new band in any venue right. you'd like. So where would your dream venue be? So it could be somewhere you've always wanted to play, somewhere you've already played and it has sentimental meaning. So uh, where would you play? I probably would like to play in Liverpool yeah. somewhere. I do favour because I, when I do go to Liverpool, I go to uh, the Jacaranda Club. And Jacaranda Club, weirdly enough, as you know, is famed for when the Beatles yeah, started yeah. there and stuff and that whatever, despite the fact that I'm not a real follower of yeah. theirs and whatever but I've been there to see quite a few people play as well and yeah and I like it as well and I wouldn't mind going there brilliant okay yeah. the Jacaranda yeah it's got so much history you can't really avoid Beatles history when you walk around Liverpool anyway can you so... no not at all mate. not at all no. <laughs> awesome so um, let's recap your dream band then your super group on drums then who do you have Taylor Hawkins from yeah. the Foo Fighters on bass we had Phil Lennett from Thin Lizzy then on rhythm guitar rhythm guitar was Gary Lightbody from Snow Patrol Lead guitar would be David Coonan from The Killers. And your singer to duet with? Is uh, Tom Smith from The Editors. So all performing a song written by Eugene Wilson and Gary Lightbody at the Jacaranda Club. <laughs> Pretty Spot good. On. Yes, I'd go to that. <laughs> there you awesome. go. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Okay. Thanks so much for talking to us today. That's been great. Some good choices there. Well, thanks for having us. Yeah, Fantastic, I'm, thank you. I, I'm a bit upset you didn't put Ringo on drums or something. Oh. <laughs> what, you can't have everything, can you? <laughs> thanks for talking to us, and uh, good luck with everything. Cheers, thank you very much. That brings this episode of Supergroup to a close. Thank you to everyone for listening. Please like our Facebook page and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. All our episodes are available on the Manx Radio website in the podcast section. If you're interested in local theatre, please check out our sister podcast called the Manx Theatre Podcast with myself and Neil Callan, and that's available on all the same digital platforms. Thank you to this week's guest, Eugene Wilson. 
I'm Neil King, and this has been the Supergroup Podcast. Thanks again for listening, and goodbye. Goodbye.